The Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. Those who heard him were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame spread, began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Two intriguing questions and one statement of fact. The man with the unclean spirit asks, What have you to do with us, Jesus? Then he asks, Have you come to destroy us? But even before Jesus can respond, the man with the unclean spirit states, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. If only he really knew who Jesus is. If he knew Jesus, if he really knew Jesus, he'd know the answer to his two questions. What have you to do with us? Not the singular, what have you to do with me, but what have you to do with us? Some scholars think the us refers to the to the uh, man with the unclean spirit and his unclean spirits that were possessing him. That's the us, the plural. Other scholars suggest the us refers to the man and the people in the synagogue. That's the gathered assembly, the us. What have you to do with us, Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? We don't hear a lot of talk nowadays about demon possessions or evil spirits or people being possessed or even having unclean spirits. But we might be inclined to do so if we were to define those demons or unclean spirits as anything and everything that opposes God. Anything and everything that is in opposition to God's will. God's intended purpose for us. Let's imagine that we can all agree on something. I know that's going to be hard to imagine. But I'm going to ask you to try to imagine that we can all agree on the premise that God intends good, not evil, And that God desires justice and righteousness, grace and mercy. 
If we can do that, if we can agree on that premise, we may be able to see that the demons or unclean spirits are actually the work of the devil or evil itself. Evil is that which goes against God's will, God's longing, God's desire, God's deepest hope for us and for all of creation. If I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times, that age-old question, why does God allow suffering? But what if we think about it another way? Because if you ask me, the suffering is the work of the devil. It's that that opposes God's will. It's evil that causes suffering, not God. And I would argue that evil works in opposition to God and to us and to all of creation. And furthermore, our faith teaches us that evil does not and will not and cannot have the final word. Yet for some people, this recent ice storm might have been the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back. As Pastor Ben pointed out last week, for some of us it was merely an inconvenience and surely frustrating. But for others it was another isolating, dangerous, and scary event. But here's something you may not be aware of. In times of suffering and struggle, whether or not it's weather-related, in times of need, people who don't know where else to turn often turn to us. They come to the church for help. People are drawn to Central Lutheran for help, for comfort, for consolation. And that's what happens when you have a cross on the building outside. You're announcing to the world that you're here to share God's grace and mercy and love and forgiveness. That's what happens when we have a carillon that chimes bells every hour on the hour. People know we're here, that we exist. Like the man with the unclean spirit, who, by the way, went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, a lot of people in our community have come to know this as a place where you can come for help, for healing, for hope. And especially during times of crisis, they come to us. Not necessarily on a Sunday morning, but on the other days of the week. They come to escape that often cold, cruel world. The one where evil does exist in opposition to the will of God. Some are driven here because they feel deep shame. They may think that if Jesus really knew them, he couldn't possibly love them care for them, accept them, value them. We hear their despair, 
And they may even be tempted to ask themselves, what have you to do with me, Jesus? Have you come to destroy me? Still others come knocking on our doors because they bear the heavy weight of guilt. They may think that there's no way Jesus could possibly forgive me because I can't even forgive myself or those I've wronged or those who have wronged me. And so they too might be tempted to ask, what have you to do with me, Jesus? Have you come to destroy me? Yet whenever we are together in assembly as the community and the people of God, whether that's in person or worshiping with us through the live stream, we are here to be reminded that God has given us purpose and meaning in our lives. We belong to God. Our God names us and claims us. Our God loves us and forgives us and feeds us. What have you to do with us, Jesus? The answer is everything. Jesus has everything to do with us. Jesus teaches us. Jesus astounds us. Jesus heals us. Jesus welcomes us. Jesus meets us right where we are. Jesus forgives us. Jesus suffers with us. Jesus restores us. Jesus redeems us. Jesus gives us life. Abundant life. We too should be astounded by his teaching. For Jesus calls us into a whole new way of being, an entirely new way of living, a whole and holy life in communion with him and in community with one another. Jesus wants to walk together with us. Jesus came not to destroy, but to build us up into his living, breathing body. Jesus calls us to be the hands and feet of Jesus by loving God and one another by nurturing faithful living, by serving those in need, by sharing the gospel. This is God's will for us. And God knows this world needs to hear and see and experience for themselves this good news so that they too may come to know Jesus, to truly know Jesus, to be known by Jesus to experience Jesus, to have an encounter with Jesus, the Holy One of God. Amen.